At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hour number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe and Mal Shaw, they got us for three hours of Mall, and we are sweating college basketball. I know you're sweating a second-half bet with Louisiana Tech and Louisiana. I'm sweating Syracuse minus three. They're down two with 108 to go against the Georgetown Hoyas, a little old-school Big East battle there, but Syracuse in the ACC, so we don't get it as often as we should, but <laughs> Syracuse was looking good in the first half. Georgetown, the Hoyas, now have come back. I don't know if it's some Ewing magic going out there in D.C., but I mean, I don't know about my Syracuse bet right now, Mal. Yeah, absolutely. The, I said I stayed off this game. Road game. The paranoia coming out now here. 54 Hoya paranoia. seconds remaining as Georgetown uh, tri- uh, leads by two. Jesus. Great situation. Bad for you right now because I think Syracuse will go for a three at the end. Our, our executive producer, Stephen Mr. James Bond over here, having a coronary because <laughs> he's from western New York. Obviously, you know, he should be used to this by now. Outside of that 2000, what was it, 2003 three. season? Carmelo, yeah. Yeah, Carmelo. You know, Syracuse, they, they do what they usually do. They wasted the great Billy Owens years, one of the great college players I've ever seen in my life. And they're going to do that with the plethora of shooters they got this year as well. Right now struggling as the Hoyas lead by two, 26 and a half seconds remaining. Yeah, 20 seconds of the shot clock, just a kickball out of bounds there. So not great for Syracuse. Need, Ooh, that, uh, that resets the shot clock to 20. They would yes. have gotten the ball back. There were six on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. Huge. And by the way, one other thing to keep in mind, Georgetown has a foul to give. So if the Hoyas, even if they miss, elect to use that, that puts them in great shape. Yeah, this is just, uh, it's not looking good. I'm, I need overtime, essentially, is what I'm hoping for here as Georgetown almost loses the ball, but they call a foul there with 16.3 seconds to go. We're sweating this thing out live here. We'll have a conclusion hopefully in this segment, or maybe hopefully it goes to overtime and my Syracuse minus three bet actually is revived and comes back (laughs) to life here. This game closed Syracuse three and a half. It opened two and a half. I bet minus three. Uh, The total was 154 and a half was the total closing here. And right now we're 75, 73. So interesting side and total implications needing OT for the favorite and the over but if you're a dog and under better you're liking where you're at right now is the georgetown hoyas at least for their hopes trying to close out here at the free throw line a mall uh how's your second half bet going louisiana tech and uh louisiana you're, they're minus two oh it's over now they won they were minus two yeah, and a half for the, the game they won by nine a mall was firing it in there as i'm in the break shuffling papers around didn't want to let me know that hey let's hop on this thing together as a show and no, do the louisiana well, hold tech on, hold on a second so in steven's <laughs> defense he asked me how do you determine plays in college basketball how do you look at them thought he asked the, the best question actually i've ever been asked at Vista. i thought it was a very <laughs> insightful question my my my, my 
My soul is broken. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, instead of being broken, just fix it and ask better questions. It's a pretty simple concept. Let, let's just pick oh, it up can we get a, a man bit. one for Gerard? <laughs> we can. Okay. Well, okay, so Georgetown makes two – quick to bring everyone up to speed. Georgetown made two free throws. Uh, Gerard goes down, hits a shot, gets an and one. Terrible situation if you are Georgetown. What are they doing? <laughs> Gerard is obviously the Jalen Rose of Syracuse basketball. Just going to pad the stats down by three, uh, four with about 10 seconds remaining. And um, Syracuse will have an opportunity with about a 90% free throw shooter going to the line here. You should be able to make this. And remember, now Georgetown on this next foul will be in a oh, double. Oh, he missed it. Oh, no. He misses he missed the free throws. It. I'm glad to see, even though I'm not a play-by-play guy, the broadcaster's jinx still works, even on one of the best free-throw shooters in college basketball. Thousands of miles away. They're in D.C., we're in Vegas, and the broadcaster's jinx works. Dakimbe Matumbo is ecstatic. Jim Beheim, you can imagine he is the opposite out there on the Syracuse sideline. It's, well, it's tough. You know, I wish Stephen had a microphone. I wanted to ask him, why does Jim Beheim always look like he just ate a lemon head? I mean, every time when you look at his face, it looks like this guy's just like, like he just ate some Sour Patch or something like yeah. that. So it uh, looks like that was not going to go well. I was also on Wisconsin plus four and a half. Looked good for the first 10 minutes of the game. Looked terrible after that one. I believe the Buckeyes won that one by 20, I think it was. And I'm also on Oklahoma minus one and a half against Arkansas. They're up by 10 still early. So if any indication, it's probably going to fall apart in the remaining 30 minutes of play in that game out there in Norman. Well, they've done a nice job. They got off to a 10-0 start. Remember, Boomer Sooner coming off of a loss. Uh, good bounce back by Porter Moser's team. You'd expect them to play well defensively, but game's a little bit higher scoring than I anticipated with the way his team will play defensively. So something to pay attention to. I'm hoping this game gets to the break at the same number here. I'd look at the Razorbacks second half, probably minus two and a half or three, depending on what it's at. Well, make uh, sure to send the bat signal before you fire that in so I can join you. Don't worry, I'll let you know. We're here for like another <laughs> nine hours, so I'm sure I'll have plenty of time to tell you about it. That's uh, not true. Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds joining us at the top of the hour. That's not joining us. We're leaving. So they'll be taking the baton from us here at Betting Across America. Dave Ross, of course, joining us later on in this hour to talk all things UFC 269. But now Georgetown at the line, up three, and they make it a four-point game. So nine seconds left, Syracuse and Georgetown. I'm laying three. Three and a half was the close for the orange. Gerard for three, misses it. Georgetown rebound, and that's the ball game there. Uh, Georgetown wins it. Three and a half point dogs win it outright, and it's a 0 and 2 start for me in college. I'll hits. give you an opportunity to amend your statement you made to me when Syracuse was up 10 at the break. You said, "Why didn't you jump on Syracuse?" Because I said it's a road game. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I, it was 14, a, it was 14 a, point second half turnaround by the paranoia. It was a self mush. As I was, uh, I was feeling good about the orange, and I was like, "All right, Amal, you should have hopped on the bandwagon, followed the steam, and the steam was wrong." Uh, Syracuse loses that game as three and a half point favorites on the road in. Georgetown. So that wraps that one up. I want, I want to ask you about a big showdown in college hoops day. It's two top 15 teams, Houston and Alabama. This one tips off late. It's seven o'clock Pacific time, 10 o'clock Eastern. The tide are three point favorites. Now last Saturday, we saw them win outright against Gonzaga with an impressive win in Seattle, mind you. So a virtual road game with the crowd being 90% in favor of the Zags in that one. They're now taking on the Houston Cougars who made the final four a year ago. 146 and a half is the total. What do you think about this game between Crimson Tide and the Cougars later on tonight? A little nightcap action, maybe a get-right spot, maybe for someone like me. Well, I'll tell you right now, I love Alabama in this game. At Coleman Coliseum, Houston is a very good defensive team. We know that. Elite. I mean, absolutely one of the, probably the five or ten best defensive teams in college basketball that can really lock you down. You got a road game and I'll tell you what, Crimson Tide, always tough at home, and I'm not just talking about in the Nate Oates era. You go back even before Avery Johnson, prior to that when Mark Godfrey was there. This team has always been very difficult at home. I think it's going to be a real challenge in this game for Houston because of their inconsistency in terms of how they shoot the basketball. When they're at home at Hoffheinz Pavilion, they're a different basketball team. Now in this game and against an offensive team in Alabama, you got to make sure that you you are able to knock down some shots. If they're not, I think it could be a real problem in this one. I'll take my chances with Alabama at home in this game. And Femi, one other thing to pay attention to is Houston tends to be very aggressive with on-ball defense. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what I see a lot of players, they're just dumb, right? Like they sit there and push a guy into the scorer's table and go full Gary Payton, and they're like, what are you calling a foul for? You have to be able to <laughs> adapt to what the referees are calling. And I think that's going to be critical for Houston in this game. How do they adjust to potentially how the game is being uh, called? If they allow them to be aggressive, continue to play that way. But if they don't, can this team for Houston uh, really adjust and adapt? Because that's going to be a challenge this uh, 
Alabama team, if you haven't seen them, they can really score. You mentioned that game against Gonzaga. They I mean, were they outstanding. They look so good in yeah. that game. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, the key is going to be, can Sasser continue to play the way he has from beyond the perimeter? He's been unbelievable. But to me, I think the one thing that I would point to that's a negative is can Houston be consistent? And they've got to make free throws. They're at 65% as a team. That's a bad number going on the road. You're going to have to knock down some shots. They're going to need a big night. Marcus Sasser averages about 17 points a game. He's going to have to be over 22 tonight if they're going to get a road win. Yeah, the betting market likes the Crimson Tide in this one. It opened one and a half. Now seeing threes painted across the board here. Some off the grid places still have two and a half. The total has also been bet up. It opened 143 and a half. Seeing at BetMGM 145.5. I'm seeing consensus lines other places 146.5. What do you make of the side, or rather the total in this matchup? Do you think this is a more faster paced game? Alabama tries to speed this thing up, or does Houston maybe are the ones that are able to kind of control the tempo? Well, here's the thing, though. It's not that Houston's going to slow down. They're willing to go play. You want to go out and play at tempo? They'll go play. These guys can get out and run. But it really comes down to how well you shoot the ball against Houston. That, yeah. That's what the key is because we know how good they are defensively. You know, Shackelford's got to have a big day. He's been tremendous so far this year, averaging almost 20 points a game for Alabama. If he can continue to sizzle, they've got a great chance in this one. I'm going to tell you, a lot of people probably haven't seen either of these teams play late game tonight. You mentioned 9 o'clock start at Coleman tonight. Very late. Yeah. You know, Almost feels like Super Tuesday on ESPN, but I'm telling you, watch this game. You're going to see several individual talents. I mentioned Sass, Sasser, Shackelford. These guys can play. Uh, Quinterly for Alabama, also a good one. This should be a lot of fun in terms of this matchup. But Man, I'm telling you, this is why I took the game on the overnight. I, I said, this number's wrong at one and a half. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is the exact number where it should be at three or three and a half, like Alabama here at home. Yeah, no, I, I got burned taking the Gonzaga game on the overnight last Saturday. I laid eight and a half and ended up closing ten. And, of course, Alabama won the game, I believe, by ten points it was with the Crimson Tide. So it was a very impressive team, like you mentioned them all. If you haven't seen the Crimson Tide play, they are very, very good and can be dangerous come March per usual, as they have been under Nate Oates. Now, a game tomorrow, it's a Top 10 showdown tomorrow. We don't have a line, no side or total in this game here as the overnight market hasn't opened up yet. But number six, Villanova at number two, Baylor. This one tips off 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. Obviously, NFL is going to be a big talk tomorrow. So let's talk about this game today. Any early thoughts on this game between Nova and the defending national champion at Baylor Bears? Going to go with the number one team in the country, which will be Baylor on Monday after they knock off Villanova. Villanova is a terrific team, but this Baylor team, they're good, man. I'll tell you what, Matt. Surprise, Matt, surprise. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, like, I, you know, Baylor was in a situation where there were times where they were good. They would The next season, they wouldn't be quite as good. They're right there this year. I think this team is dangerous. They're terrific defensively. Remember, James Akinjo transfers in, was at Georgetown, went to Arizona, now at Baylor. This team team is, is fun to watch. Uh, Villanova's going to have to really shoot the ball well. I think Villanova's good. I don't think they're Villanova national championship level good. It's mm -hmm. going to be a tough matchup. I expect the Bears to be probably about a five or six point favorite in this one. Um, I don't, I'm not going to lay six with Baylor, but I think they win the basketball game. Yeah, Baylor Bears, I mean, with as many players as they lost to the national title team, like you mentioned, uh, still really good there under Scott Drew. And Ken Palm right now, he, his projection, Baylor 71 Villanova 66, so a five-point victory for the Baylor Bears. So you're probably hovering around the right place with your line of five and a half or five or so with Baylor being favored at home in that matchup. On the other side, we turn our attention back to the gridiron, running down the board in the NFL here on a Saturday. It is Betting Across America, hour number three underway here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Rolling along here from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe and Amal Shaw. Joining us at 1145 is VEASAN host Dave Ross. He also hosts the podcast First Strike. And we're going to talk all things UFC 269. Amal, I know you're jacked up for that one. Going on down the street at T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. You know, two things I want to say real quick. Number one, you're going to talk about with Dave Ross about UFC. <laughs> and number two, initially I didn't think I'd be able to make it through the third hour. Now I realize why I'm not going to make it through the third hour. I'm going to die frostbite in here. It is so cold in this studio. I don't know if they're trying to keep the listeners awake by freezing us out or just trying to keep me awake, but I'm wide awake, so I don't understand why we have the temperature like, you know. We're, we're matching the climate to what we see outside here That's in a fair Vegas. statement. Oh that's my God, it is cold. It's a little chilly. Now, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, so it's not that cold, in my opinion, at least. Hold uh, on, the, hold the, on. The, the, the winter here is going to be pretty darn easy compared to what I've dealt with in Bend, Oregon, or Spokane, Washington along my career. Well, what's the coldest it gets in Spokane. Uh, you probably got about 20s or so, but ha- I've, I've been b- 20 below in Bend, Oregon my first year there. It was no joke. The snow in my car was not melting them all. <laughs> yeah, listen, Steve, Stephen Bond, our EP, was saying, you know, I'm picking on you, this and that. Let me tell you why I pick on him, Stephen, because he's from Bend, Oregon, and Spokane. I grew up in Cleveland, okay? Trust me, man. We haven't even scratched the surface yet, and this guy's come and saying, oh, it's cold in Bend. Get out of here. You could have been out windsurfing in that weather out there. <laughs> well, it's warm in Vegas from a relative sense, which is why I moved out here, and it's absolutely lovely. December, where it's 60 degrees out for the folks who are listening, and other places where it might be colder are probably hating our guts, so we'll just get to the NFL talk here. Um, Starting off, we want to go down the board of all the games coming up tomorrow. Uh, Twelve of them per usual in the National Football League. Seven early, four late afternoon. One on Sunday Night Football between the Bears and the Green Bay Packers. But let's start. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Chiefs 10-point favorites, total 48 of them all. Any final thoughts? Important game for the Raiders. Look, I'm not saying that I'm going to back the Raiders, but I would be more apt to take them plus 10. But again, Femi, it's so hard when you know Darren Waller's absence for this Raiders offense. Derek Carr is a completely different quarterback without Darren Waller in the lineup. I think this could be a real concern here. You know, a couple times you brought it up. I think it was with Andrew DeWitt about the end game, and we talked about it previously. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of those games where I hope the Raiders go down and get a touchdown early, lead 7-0, and then all of a sudden you can get the Chiefs at, you know, say 4.5, 6.5 or something like that. I think the Chiefs win this game. Great chance to be able to cover. They dominated that first time around. I generally am a guy that looks at it from a revenge perspective, but in this one, I'm not going to do that. We're going to give our picks in the next segment here in about 15 minutes. So I'm all, I know you have three picks in the NFL. Save those. Don't let the folks know what they're doing later, or in this segment, rather. We'll give those two people in the next segment. Although, you've, you want to say something? Yeah, I just want to say the games you're bringing up, trust me, I'm not even going to give you a pick. I'm not even going to watch some of these games. Can we, let's get to some interesting <laughs> games. We're, we're Don't down, ask me about the Jags again, please. We're, we're going down the entire board. I'm going to ask you about the Jags coming up here in about a couple games. But first, I want to ask you about a better team, the New York Jets and all. They're taking on the New Orleans Saints. Jets hosting the Saints. In the Meadowlands, New Orleans, five-and-a-half-point favorites, total 43. Yeah, well, in fairness, though, you had 31 other teams you could select that are better than the Jaguars. Um, so when you look at this Jets matchup here, this team has been horrendous defensively. The Saints, Alvin Kamara expected to go. This is a team that it's just been the injuries and the lack of quarterback play. And by the way, always nice giving Taysom Hill that money when you realize he can't play quarterback. Yeah, that Taysom Hill thing. I, I 
still we joked about money laundering you joked about that on Lombardi line that might be money laundering what they're doing with Taysom Hill because I don't understand it at all I, I think Sean Payton's getting a bit of a kickback on that one he's like listen the 11 or 12 I'm making is not enough I'm gonna need an additional five per year Taysom giving a little cash underneath the table <laughs> exactly get the IRS out there uh San Francisco and Cincinnati this one's third in the rotation board but of course important to note it's a 125 Pacific 425 Eastern due to the flexible scheduling and all that stuff this one will be an afternoon game but it's third on our list Niners one and a half point favorites total 49. Yeah, I like Cincinnati here. I think the while I was gonna, you know, what I almost said the Bearcats. <laughs> he also uh, likes the Bearcats too. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We've got a lot of time. You know, the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, this game is not being played at Nippert Stadium, so we'll have a larger <laughs> crowd here with the Bengals at home. But I, the Bengals got a great chance to make the playoffs. I like the fact that they played her, just horrifically bad at home last week. I think they bounced back. Seattle was a game in which you feel like if you're the Niners, you squander that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But Seattle dominated the second half of that football game. Debo Samuel going to be a key here. His health uh, really going to be integral in terms of the 49ers' abilities in this game. George Kittle is a tough guy. We know that to guard. But I like Joe Burrow and company. I think Mixon and company will move the ball. And Jamar Chase has a big day against that uh, 49ers secondary. Yeah, if I had to lean, I think I'd lean Cincinnati, which I'm trying to – I'm waiting. I'll see – if this hits three, if the Debo Samuel news comes in and he's confirmed as playing, and if it hits three for some reason or another, I think I'd have a Cincinnati ticket in my pocket. But as of right now, it's a no bet for me. Jacksonville, your favorite team of all taking on the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Titans, eight and a half point favorites, total 43 and a half. I just want to go back to the uh, Bengals game real quick. You made a great point. And yeah. I, I already made a play on Cincinnati, but I said that earlier in the week. I said, if you haven't played it yet, wait and see what Debo Samuel does. I think it's critical from a betting standpoint in this game. Uh, in terms of Jags and Titans, this Tennessee team, far superior team. But again, without Derrick Henry, the offense has not been the same, very stagnant. But the offensive line still can open holes for anybody. It doesn't matter who's back there. Not going to play this game. um, But I do have a play in a teaser, and we'll tell you about that a little bit later on. Yeah, the under has been bet in that game. Opened 46, now 43.5. Baltimore and Cleveland, the Browns, three-point favorites, total 42.5. Where are you going with this one, Amal? Uh you know, I didn't touch this game from a straight standpoint. I also teased this football game with the uh, with the Jacksonville game. So uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, by the way, when I say that, doesn't mean I took the Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> I want to clarify that. Yeah, let's clarify. But, I, look, I get why people are on the Browns. The Ravens decimated by injuries right now. Femi, revenge. Quick turnaround, you had the opportunity. Ravens quick turnaround. Remember, they, they played last weekend against the Steelers. And, you know, I know it was a Sunday late afternoon game, but tough, tough emotional loss against a division opponent. Now you're playing your third consecutive division opponent here. To me, though, one negative that I have for the Browns in this one, Lamar threw four picks and you still lost. Yeah. How many times are you going to lose a football game when the quarterback throws four interceptions? And that's something you're concerned with if you're looking at it from a, a Brown standpoint. A game we haven't talked about, the Falcons and the Panthers. Carolina, two-and-a-half-point favorites, total of 41. Any thoughts on the side or total in this game? You said it all. You said the reason we haven't talked about it is Falcons-Panthers, and I'll pretty much leave it at that. You know, obviously McCaffrey been hurt. That's a problem. Can't back either team. I don't, I don't trust Matt Ryan at this stage of his career. Inconsistent offensive line play has been spotty at times. Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. You know, mm. the one thing. They don't have an offensive coordinator either. They fired Joe Brady. Yeah, you know, the one thing that Joe Brady, people don't realize, if you ask people who really know within the LSU program, he got a lot more credit than was deserved during that 2019 national title because Emslinger is not a guy that seeks publicity, right? He's in his early 60s, not going to get a head yeah. coaching job. He was content, but he was really the catalyst for that team with Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Joe Burrow. God, when you think about that talent, those three Clyde guys. Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the backfield. Yeah, it's it unbelievable. Just, yeah, that was a very, very good. Terrace Marshall as well. Yeah, yeah that's right. List, I forgot about that. goes yeah, on exactly, and off yeah. that LSU team there. Uh, hindsight being 2020, of course, uh, with that team. 45 and a half was the total in that game. Now down to 41. The under absolutely getting hammered in that game in Charlotte. So I doubt we'll see red zone going to that game anytime soon. Dallas and the Washington football team. Cowboys four and a half point road favorites. Total 48 and all. Yeah, give me the home dog here. I, I think Washington's got a great chance in this one, not only to cover, but to win outright. Uh, Dallas is a good team, but they've been inconsistent, and I think you're starting to see some inefficiencies with the offense at times. I think Washington's defense playing better. Montez Sweat now not expected to be in this one. Uh, but to me, I think Washington, Taylor Heineke, you know, he's one of those guys, and we've seen it throughout time, whether you look at a Jeff Blake, uh, Don Mikowski for the, Wash, uh, the Green Bay Packers, quarterbacks that you sit there and say, you can't point to what they do great, but they just find ways. They have a certain amount of moxie to carry their team in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And Heineke feels like that to me for his team. 
Yeah, they're rallying around him as they've won four straight games, uh, covered four straight games, obviously three of them as underdogs. Seahawks and the Texans, Seattle, eight and a half point favorites, total of 40 and a half down there in Houston. Yeah, this is one I, I like the Seahawks. I'm not a big fan of usually laying these types of numbers on the road, but I think Seattle's got a great opportunity in a game like this simply because I, I just don't like this Houston team. And why do you guys continue to start Davis Mills unless you're trying to align yourself for the first pick in the draft? I think Houston needs so much, but I know everyone loves Hutchison. I'm taking the three-year dominant player. I'm taking Kayvon Thibodeau with the first pick. I think Thibodeau has got a chance to be a Micah Parsons, a Chase Young, Nick Bosa type. Yeah, it's going to be one of those two guys with the quarterbacks not really being the marquee players in this upcoming draft. Detroit and Denver, the Broncos, 10.5-point favorites, total 42. Yeah, uh, you mentioned this matchup here. Normally speaking, I'll be looking at the lines with the points here, but because they've got so many guys dealing with health and safety protocols, really tough to back Detroit in this one. Pay attention to this one because if this continues to uh, – you know, if we find out more guys are out for the Lions, you could see this line really elevate. All right, we got a minute left, so we got to speed up. Giants, Chargers, Chargers, nine and a half point favorites, 43 the total. Yeah, I like the Chargers here, uh, even though Mike Lennon getting the start instead of Jake Fromm. Bucks laying three and a half against the Bills at home at total 54 now. No play here, but I would have a hard time backing Buffalo. Uh, stay away from me on this one. Sunday Night Football, Bears and the Packers. Packers, 12.5-point favorites, total 43. Yeah, 60 minutes is on at the same time, so I'll check that out. <laughs> Except for folks on the West Coast. No. <laughs> we are on the West, yeah, we are on the West Coast. Coast yeah. uh, Rams and the Cardinals. Cardinals, 2.5-point favorites, total 51. Uh, this is going to be a great game. Uh, now, I'm taking the Cardinals in this game because I've got the Rams to win the division, so this is critical for that. This is not a play I'm making on Arizona. I'm just trying to get off my uh, Rams future. Yeah, just trying to make sure you're not exposed too exactly, much exactly. out there in the futures market. All right, those are the games tomorrow and Monday in the National Football League Week 14. Wrapping up down there in the desert with that Rams and Cardinals game. That's a good one, Amal. That's going to be a, such a good game there that we get in primetime, which makes up for the game in Sunday Night Football, like you mentioned. You'll good be point. watching 60 minutes. On the other side, host picks. Find out who Amal likes in college football and in the NFL on the other side. It is Betting Across America on VCB Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide will be released Monday with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or if you just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops Monday, so make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMG. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe and Amal Shaw. Dave Ross joining us in 15 minutes to talk UFC 269. And Amal also has a question for him about Army-Navy coming up at the top of the hour out there in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You I up? do, I guess. Yeah, well, you, now you do. So figure one out in 15 minutes, Amal. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, Amal, he's been hard at work, obviously handicapping all throughout the evening yesterday and into the morning and handicapping happen right now as you see him uh but let's get to Amal's plays for today Amal who do you like in college football and also a little bit of NFL action coming up tomorrow yeah let's start with the Army Navy game under by the way I love these graphics love the color coordination on them beautiful right? isn't that nice yeah, it is very nice very legible so, so I didn't get a great number here I got it at 34 line's gone up to 35 and a half a much better number when you look at the potential of this game being a 21-14 final or five touchdowns so if you're bold take a play on this I took a very very small play on this family I just did this one because uh, I'm probably going to watch the game but I'll be more focused on college basketball. It's just, hey, you know, if the game starts out slow, I'll have an opportunity if I want to get off it, hopefully, instead of somebody just scoring on the first play. NFL now, uh, regular plays here. Bengals uh, plus one of five money line. I didn't like the minus two. No reason for it. I, I think the Bengals win the game. If you can get plus two at a decent plus price, I would take it. Uh, um, but you know, I took the plus 105. When I took it, it was at one and a half. So two is a far better number because of the two-point conversions that things come into play nowadays. Took the Chargers at 10 lines now, gone to nine and a half in favor of the Chargers. So better numbers available out there. Mm -hmm. Those are the two straight plays uh, in the NFL. And then seven-point teaser, Ravens plus 10, and then Titans minus one and a half. I really like them in this game at home. And then I like Baltimore plus 10. Lamar's tough to beat for anybody by 10 points, but particularly the Cleveland Browns. I think Lamar, the one thing that's not getting talked about enough, 
He's going to want to bounce back. He was an embarrassment to himself in that game. Yeah. Uh, four picks, he's got to play better. Yeah, no, you can tell that he was frustrated with himself with those interceptions. You mentioned the Chargers play that you have. Well, the news broke earlier this hour that both wide receiver Mike Williams and cornerback Chris Harris are on track to play tomorrow. They've been wow. removed from the COVID-19 list. There were close contacts. They never tested positive. Keenan Allen, I haven't really heard anything news on Keenan Allen yet. I think he's out, but that's not confirmed as of yet here. So I'll be looking out for Keenan Allen coming up. But he was the one that initially found himself on the reserve COVID list for the Chargers earlier this week. And then you had the close contacts being Mike Williams and Chris Harris Jr. But those both those guys are in for tomorrow's game at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Amal, those are your picks. You have them, four of them, Army-Navy under. Then you have the Ravens-Titans as a seven-point teaser, then Bengals money line, and Chargers laying the 10 at home against the New York Giants here. But I want to transition to the NBA. We haven't talked a lot of NBA because all lives will be on the primetime ABC game coming up later today between the Golden State Warriors and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Warriors are three-point favorites with a total of 212 and a half. That has actually gone down a little bit. It opened up 214 and a half. Now it's gone down a couple points. But... It's the brothers matchup, Steph Curry versus Steph Curry, and obviously Steph Curry now 10 three-pointers made away from being the all-time leader in National Basketball Association history, passing one Ray Allen Mall. Do you think he does it tonight, 10 threes in you know, Philly? I think it'll be tough. That's, you know, that's a lot level. Of yeah, it really is. It was funny. I saw somebody saying something. They go, can you imagine if he gets it against his brother? You know, how bad would his brother feel? I mean, like, it's like when Eric Shaw gave up the hit against Pete Rose. I, there's 4,000 other pitchers in front of you. It's not a big deal. I mean, everybody, Steph's done it to everybody. I don't get it. I, I literally was like, I changed the channel as soon as I heard that. I, I said, I'm not going to live forever. I don't have this much time to waste on that kind of stupidity. But, you know, to me, when you look at it, this Warriors team has been tremendous. And I think the one aspect that's gone overlooked with them is Clay's not even back yet, but the defensive performance from yes. this team. Um, the emergence of Jordan Poole, and then Draymond Green right now has to be a contender for Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, yeah. And my guy Gary Payton, the second out there, when I was working in Bend, Oregon, he was out there in Corvallis leading the Oregon State Beavers to their first tournament appearance in 20 years since his dad did it in the 90s there. And he, was, he went undrafted. I was shocked covering that guy. I was like, this guy can play. Now he's playing well for a team that's going to probably well, win the title. That's probably why you thought he should have been drafted, because all you watch is Oregon State. If you actually saw him play <laughs> against those Southern California teams, you realize why he went undrafted. Hey, he's playing pretty well for a team in California that happens to be the best team in the but, NBA. But you know what? There is a direct correlation with young players playing with great players getting better. Mm -hmm. You understand a work ethic. You understand what it takes to be great at that level. I think there's those are all factors involved in it. And, and Heck, it, Andrew Wiggins, look at him now. With like his career was kind of sputtering a little bit absolutely. as a former number one overall pick. Now he goes into this Warriors program that knows about winning, has culture, and now he's having the best season of his career. I, I still never forget <laughs> it. I got into a huge argument with the head scout of the Mavericks about Andrew Wiggins. And Wiggins was 17. He was playing at Huntington Prep at the time before he mm -hmm. went to KU. And he goes, well, you know, this kid's unbelievable. He was an elite-level talent. I had a friend of mine who's a college basketball coach said, Wiggins is probably the third best player he had scouted coming out of high school behind LeBron and Ben Simmons. And he was just unbelievable in terms of what he could potentially be. Yeah. But my argument against Andrew Wiggins and still the same point is he's not a killer. And he goes, well, he's young. I said, you don't develop into that. Kobe no. was that from day one. Okay. MJ was that from day one, right? Like, he took that shot in New Orleans as a freshman. There are just certain guys that have that ability to be able to do that. I think Wiggins, why he's doing well now is because he's not in a situation where he's the high leverage guy, right? Like, there's a lot of pressure taken off of him. I mean, do you, when you mention that, you forget about the fact that he's on the roster. Yeah, no, seriously, that's how loaded they are mm -hmm. in terms of the depth perspective. And like you mentioned it, they haven't even gotten Klay Thompson back. So I want to ask you a real quick question here before we transition back to college hoops. The Warriors right now 6-1 to one at BetMGM to win the title. 6-1 to one on a team that the way they're playing, the way they're humming, they get Klay Thompson back maybe sooner rather than we all thought. This team could win 60 games, be the number one seed out west. And, I mean, outside of maybe Phoenix, but I, I'm still, I'm still kind of – Eh, on that Phoenix team last year, it was a charmed run to the finals. Every team they played, they had a player that was hurt and stuff until they finally faced the Milwaukee Bucks. I think the Warriors are the team to beat out West. And if six to one, that's, I know that's short odds there to tie up your money all the way till June, but I think that's a value play. I don't think those are short odds. I think they should be around three to one. Remember, you see the Lakers at ridiculous numbers like that. I think yeah. this Warriors team is incredibly dangerous. Been there, done that. I'm not trying to hate on the Valley, but I have not been a believer in the Arizona Cardinals as much, and I've not been a believer in the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I think the Arizona Cardinals are a far better team than Phoenix's likelihood in terms of the NBA to win the title. Phoenix is good. They're they're not great. I, I mean, they're look, regular season good. 
Great statement. I would agree with that. I think when you get down to the postseason, you need clutch shot makers and uh, you know guys that have been there, done that. And I know they got to the finals last year. I, I'm not buying that run. I, neither am I. I'm not. Neither am I. And and I agree with you there. I just can't believe the lack of respect that is being given to the Warriors right now. Look, they're doing this without Clay. I mean, come on, it's give crazy. me a break. You, you're trying to tell me there's not another 15, 17-point quarter available out there from Clay Thompson throughout this regular season when he gets back? Just looking at the two teams and thinking about a playoff series, who would you rather have as your best player or your leader? Would you rather have Steph Curry or would you rather have Chris Paul? Like, it's not, it's like, not, like, it's not even a question. It's not a, like, and that's what these series come down to. And that's why I kind of am cooled off on Phoenix. And I would clip this and send it to the Valley of the Sun. I don't care. Let them come after me because I got the receipts. Okay. Because this Suns team last year, they were down 2-1 in that series against the Los Angeles Lakers. They looked like they were dead in the water until Anthony Davis gets hurt. Anthony Davis gets hurt. That changes the entire series. The Suns don't lose the rest of the game. Then they go play the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets clearly without Jamal Murray, who, after what we saw in the bubble, he's a big-time playoff performer. They had Jokic there, but Jokic can't do it by himself. The Nuggets' backcourt was decimated with injuries. Then they get to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, by the way, Kawhi Leonard's out. He's not playing. Like, like, like this was, and I don't, and I, I get it sounds like I'm taking credit away from them. They won the games or whatever, but there's a reason as to why they made it to the NBA finals. Now, if you're going to tell me they're going to find another charmed path with the other teams all being hurt, then okay, put them in the NBA finals. But I don't think that's going to be the case. So I think they're going to come up short this year. I, I, I'm just not into this Phoenix team at all. I actually like Utah more than I do Phoenix, even though Utah's not playing as well right now. I still think they're, they're far more dangerous, at least in my opinion. Now, Jazz, though, at the same thing, they seem like more of a regular season team. Yeah, um, and that's been their MO, too, the last yeah, five years. Absolutely, so. but that's 6-1. to one. I'm telling you, that's think about good. the think about when you're going to get a team that's one of the two or three. Who who do you look at besides Brooklyn, Golden State? I'm going to put Milwaukee, Milwaukee in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. In. I but, mean, I, I think those are your three contenders. The Lakers got to figure out a way to get it together. They got crushed yeah. last night. Yeah, no, the Lakers. I think the Lakers would be one that I would maybe just because LeBron James in the playoff if they're healthy what, when they get there, but they're so old. Well, there's a good chance they might not be. By healthy. the way, what's Le, what's LeBron James injury when the Lakers are out of contention come March? I just want to know what <laughs> out it of is. contention. They don't even have them making the playoffs. I'm not saying they won't make it. It just seems like you know, this team has not played particularly well. Eight and six with them in the lineup. Five, uh, what are they? Uh, five and eight with him without him in the lineup. Yeah, no, it's it's been bad for the Lakers. They're a 500 team. Um, the Clippers maybe if they can get Kawhi Leonard back, but it doesn't sound like he's a guy that typically likes to rush back. Obviously, what we know from Kawhi's standpoint. So I'll be almost surprised if he comes back this season. But, I, I mean, knowing what we know about the Nets and the Bucks, they're going to have to battle it out out east. The Warriors right now, I don't see a team that they're having to battle it out with come playoff time. I think the Warriors 6-1 to one there. I mean, I'm surprised it's even that that long of odds because, I mean, that should be 4-1, to 3-1 to one, like you're saying there. That Golden State team looks like, in my opinion, the best team in the National Basketball Association. On the other side, we'll see who's the best in the octagon. UFC 269 tonight in Las Vegas. We'll discuss with VEASAN's own Dave Ross. It is Betting Across America here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Right now, new customers have a chance to win $200 in free bets when they place a $10 wager on Dustin Poirier, Poirier to win his fight tonight at UFC 269. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet. Get ready to start turning knockouts into payouts. Plus, you'll get access to BetMGM's live betting options, daily promotions, and much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if Poirier wins. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. All right, betting across America, final segment here as we wrap up the show, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And, of course, we are brought to you by BetMGM. And joining us now to talk all things UFC 269, our own guy, VEASAN host Dave Ross, also hosts the First Strike Podcast, which you can catch every week here at VEASAN as he previews the betting card. Dave, appreciate you joining us here on Betting Across America. You're going to take the baton from Amal and I later on at the top of the hour as you and Wes go for three more hours here on this Saturday in December. Real quick, I got to start with the main event, Poirier and Oliveira. Bring it. Is Poirier, is, is this just too much disrespect for Oliveira? Because Poirier right now, the challenger, is the favorite. Do you believe that this is disrespect in terms of the line? And maybe is it just the popularity of the diamond in this spot? Uh, Femi, you nailed it right there. It's the popularity of the diamond. And obviously, when you beat Conor McGregor two times in a row, for the casual MMA fan out there, somebody still new to MMA, and certainly to the UFC, you become a household name. And Charles Oliveira, although he's got 17 finishes in the UFC, the most, by the way, in the organization, he's not necessarily on the level, at least the, the Q rating, if you will, of a diamond. So I understand why, the, why Dustin Poirier is a small favorite in this one. But to me, this screams Charles Oliveira in this spot, just because there are so many different ways that he can win this fight. Yes. If the fight stays at distance, you have to like Dustin Poirier a little bit better. I had Ricardo Lamas on yesterday on first strike. Of course, he used to fight at 145 pounds and beat Charles Oliveira at 145 pounds. And he says the key is keeping him off balance. Oliveira's got great leg. If the diamond can utilize those leg kicks like he did against Connor to keep the fight at distance, then he can utilize his superior striking. But it's not like Oliveira can't strike. Look what he did to Michael Chandler. Knocked him out in the second round. And if this fight gets to the clinch or gets down to the mat, I love a scenario where you could see Dubronx and still getting a stoppage later on. I like the over in, in a round and a half here. I think it's going to go a little bit deep into the Vegas night. But I do think that Charles Oliveira will prove to be too much for the Diamond, who's been in some absolute wars, not just with Conor McGregor, but guys like Justin Gaethje and Abinder Magomedov. He's going to be in another one tonight, and I really do think that Dubronx is a live dog here. Okay, yeah, because that was going to be my next question about the pace of this fight and whether you think that this is going to be something that goes over. Does it possibly go into the championship rounds of rounds four and five where Oliveira hasn't really been as a title holder at least? Yeah, I could see that. I, I do see a scenario here. I do like the overprop of a round and a half here. You want to do some adjusted lines of two and a half. You can do that. Obviously, you're going to play some tax uh, for the earlier one at one and a half. But I do think that this I, – I, I'd be very surprised if this gets stopped as quickly as the, the fights with Connor and Poirier have gone, and certainly even uh, Dubronx in his last outing against Michael Chandler, which was early, early in the second round when Charles got that stoppage. So I think they're going to pace each other out a little bit in that first round. I think you'll see more of a feeling out round. And again, 
I don't think you'll see Charles, because early on in a fight, I know you're still a little bit dry, and sometimes that's when you like to try to get those submissions and get down to the mat. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to coast in that first round a little bit and watch for the second round for the heat to start getting turned up a little bit there. And I do th- think by the time we get to the third and possibly in those championship rounds, that's where the real value is going to come. And I do think Dubronx is going to be a horse for the course in this one. I don't think he's going to shy away from this fight going deep. Now, again, we've seen, again, in that Justin Gaethje fight, with the diamond, great resiliency from Dustin. This isn't a legit champion to be. It's not like I'm discrediting what Dustin Poirier has done here, but I just think it's a different level of Brazilian jiu-jitsu that the diamond might find himself in. If he can't grapple, and this turns into some sort of BJJ tactician fight on the ground, huge advantage for the Brazilian here. So I think the diamond wants to keep it standing. I think Oliveira wants to get it down to the mat. And whoever can prevail there will probably win the fight, but my money will be on Oliveira. Yeah, I think that's where my money is going to be as well there. I was leaning towards plus 125 with Oliveira, but you've sold me on it. I'm going to have that ticket in my pocket before this one gets underway. T-Mobile Arena. We're speaking with Dave Ross, the VEASAN host here, also the host of the First Strike Podcast. And you can see him at the top of the hour with Wes Reynolds on betting across America. Let's transition over to the co-main here, Dave. Amanda Nunes taking on Juliana Pena. Pena, she has a soft spot in my heart because I used to work in Spokane. She's from that area but she's got a tough one against the Lioness. How do you attack this fight here from a betting perspective with Nunes? I mean, minus 1,000, minus 1,100 we're seeing. How are you going to attack this fight, the co-main event here later on tonight? Well, again, when you look at Amanda Nunes and we're talking about the the, the GOAT in uh, female uh, mixed martial arts, you can take away female. You might be able to just say she's the GOAT. I mean, her resume is up there with the John Joneses, uh, with the Spider Silvas, uh, with the Daniel Cormiers, with the Conor McGregor, two times. You name it, whoever you might think is the best of all time. Amanda Nunes has the who's who resume and knockouts du jour at both 135 and 145 pounds. But I will say this, this fight being at 135, if you're going to try to beat the Lioness, to me, this is the preferred way to do it. And Juliana Pena still looks a little bit small to me when you watch them in the weigh-in yesterday. Pena has to get this fight down to the ground to somehow make this competitive. And it's not like the Lioness has any deficiency, right? Because before she became a knockout artist, she's a BJJ practitioner. And the only woman that I've ever seen that really pushed her on the ground was Valentina Shevchenko back at UFC 196. Their rematch that went five rounds, which was also very close, was more of a stand-up contest. I don't think at this point Juliana Pena wants to stand and trade with the Lioness. The value, to your point, Femi, would be... If you back the Lioness here, you're not going to lay minus 1,000, minus 1,100. <laughs> How about this? If she can get a, a, a submission, the Lioness is plus 400. Whoa. So I think that this fight might play down to the ground. And if that's the case, maybe she goes and taps back into her BJJ and gets that stoppage. I don't like that, but that's a much better, longer shot. If you're looking for plus money with Amanda Nunez, that's one of the rare props that I've seen that might intrigue me. But what really does, and I know it's juiced heavily to the over right now, is the over because I do think again, Pena, she cannot be as silly as thinking in the first round. Let me go out there and exchange hands like Ronda Rousey did, like Misha Tate did, like Chris Cyborg did. If those women before her couldn't even make it out of one, two rounds, Pena's got no shot at that. So I think she will. Unlike the first fight we talked about in the main event, I do think Pena early on will try to make this muddy try to get it down, get some double leg takedowns if she can, and see if she can slow down Amanda Nunes. Uh, we saw Jermaine Duranime, uh, the Iron Lady, do that a little bit effectively against Amanda Leon going into the fifth round there. So that might be more of the strategy. I'm going to play the over in rounds, so I don't want to lay that a, a minus 1,000 or minus 1,100 with the line S. And I will say this, it's not just because it's almost plus 625, plus 650 at different shops here when you're looking – at Juliana Pena, I think she actually does have a pathway to victory oh. if she can secure takedowns. It is a huge if. Okay, so I stress that here. But I do think you play the over in rounds, and I think that's going to hit over one and a half, and then maybe sprinkle a little bit on the Venezuela Vixen here because I just think at some point, if it becomes a wrestling match, not that she has a weakness, but it's the lesser of her weaknesses, if there's any, for the greatest female mixed martial artist we've ever seen. We're trying to find pathways here <laughs> for the Venezuelan Vixen. That's the only one that I see as a very remote possibility. That's why the number is so big. But I do actually think she's a live dog. Not as big a live dog as Holly Holm was 
in Melbourne when she was about plus 800 when she beat mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey. But I do think there is a, a, a puncher's chance and really a wrestler's chance of her possibly taking this, wearing out Amanda Nunes a little bit. She does not like those style of fights anymore. She likes to stand and trade. Make it ugly. Make it dirty. Get it down to the ground. Wrestle. See if you can get in that gas tank a little bit. And then who knows what happens in the championship rounds. Josh, I could go for about another three hours, but I think Amal might kill me. He is Dave Ross of Easton host here, also hosting Betting Across Tell America. Tell Amal he better watch too. <laughs> at the top of the hour. Coming well, up Amal, I'm looking Reynolds. right at you. There we go. Get these guys in the octagon. We'll see who wins inside the octagon later tonight. UFC 269. I'm all kick my ass. I know it. card. Dave, best of luck to you later tonight. And uh, in about five minutes, as you and Wes will take over the reins. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Amal, what do you think about that analysis? There? Did you write those notes down? Over one and a half rounds, possible Nunes sub plus 400. Maybe a little sprinkle on Oliveira plus 125. The champion's a dog, Amal. I was looking at the fact that Southern Illinois and Tulsa have combined to go 15 <laughs> for 24 from the three-point arc in the first half. And the second half total is only 66. That tells you everything you need to know about that matchup. <laughs> thank you to Evan Klosky out of WTSB in Tampa. Thank you to Andrew DeWitt of The Athletic. And, of course, thank you to Dave Ross for joining us here on Betting Across America. Coming up, Dave and West take the baton here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.